My friend Cynthia Recti has a new novel available now, Facing the Dawn from Ravel, a division of the Baker Publishing Group. It's a story that invites readers to walk alongside characters facing some of the most wearying or harshest moments in life, the hardest losses we can bear, but with Cynthia's signature tender touch and ever-present hope. If you appreciate contemporary fiction that doesn't skirt around the real challenges of life, but faces them head on, don't miss her latest, Facing the Dawn, wherever books are sold. Mountain Creek mystery novelist and veteran homeschool mom, Elizabeth Truitt, noticed mothers and daughters reading the classic Nancy Drew series together. She searched for an accompanying unit study and not finding one, she wrote one herself. How fun is that? Sleuths and Secret is written for third to eighth graders. Discussion questions, research topics, writing prompts, and vocabulary words are covered each week. Unit 1 is to be used with the first five Nancy Drew volumes. You can find them on Amazon.com by searching Elizabeth Truitt. That's Elizabeth with a Z. And Truitt is T-R-U-I-E-T-T. Also, you can see the book trailer for Carolina Key on YouTube. All these links can be found at walkitoutpodcast.com. And now let's have a chat with Christy Knuckles. Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart to heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, friends, what if I was to ask you, what is the life that you long for? I know when I was in my early 20s, it might have been big house, lots of kids, which I kind of got the lots of kids part. But as the years have gone by, I've noticed so much more of what I long for is that peace and that connection with God. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today with Christy Knuckles. And that's the title of her new book, The Life That You Long For. Now, I'm sure you've heard about Christy, but let me just tell you a little bit more about her. Christy Knuckles is a worship leader and singer-songwriter with a passion for writing and speaking. Her podcast, The Glorious and the Mundane, inspires listeners to find the wonder of God at work in their everyday moments. She has seven solo albums, and she previously toured with her husband, Nathan, in the duo Watermark, which I know I have some Watermark CDs in my closet somewhere. Um, Christy is a mama to three kiddos and a mama to her dog, George Bailey Banks, who I just saw on Instagram. 
Instagram. So welcome, Christy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I love that intro. <laughs> yeah. So George Bailey Banks. Okay. So is he named after George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life and George Banks from Mary Poppins? Well, so. Or how did, how'd you come up with George Bailey Banks? Yes. Well, you got the first part right. Uh, George Bailey is okay. from It's a Wonderful Life. That's one of our favorite movies. And then our other favorite movie, we do love Mary Poppins. And it's really funny that he's George Banks. There's a George Banks there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also from Father of the Bride. So oh, yeah, that's George right. and Nina Banks. We've always said if we had a girl dachshund, we would name her Nina. So we'd have George and Nina. But that's just always been one of our favorite movies, Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride too. So yeah. But yeah, you were, you, you were know, really my close. husband and I were just talking that, uh, we, cause we have our oldest kids is 31. Our youngest is 10. So we're like revisiting some of these old movies yes. that the younger ones. And we just mentioned probably two days ago that we haven't watched father of a bride with them. Yeah. So I think we're going to pull that probably this weekend. And yeah, it's so yeah. fun. It's a good one. It is. Well, I am so excited. First of all, that you know, so I love your podcast and so many stories that you shared there is now in a book. Yes. So I'm very excited that it's in the book, but I want to go back for those who may not be familiar with your stories that you share or your podcast or the book, just about this heart of rest that you love sharing about. When did that really get started for you? Yes. Well, it really started for me when actually I had littles. Um, my kids are 20, 18 and 13 now. Um, but when they were little, we just had two at the time. Noah was kind of entering kindergarten at the time. And then Ellie, our middle was about three and a half. And we were touring, as you said, we, you know, we were called Watermark back then. And we were, um, you know, kind of strapped the kids on our backs and got on the tour bus and we're just busy in that season. And it was all good things. We were, you know, at the time just going strong as far as just ministry and doing what it is that we felt called to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. That was all good things. And we enjoyed that season so much, but I will say that I hit a wall. Uh, I was exhausted. And at mm -hmm. some point in the journey, um, I talked about this uh, on my podcast with a friend, but just at some point, sometimes the grace to keep going isn't there anymore. And we have to pay attention to that. Um, and maybe for a season, it's time to lay some things down. And so for me, that was, that was when it happened. This was 15 years ago. And I, I really, I had this moment in my house where, you know, I didn't spend a whole lot of time at that point in my life. I was mainly on tour buses. Um, mm -hmm. I was cleaning a toilet. I was, of, of all things, I was upstairs in the kid's bathroom. And I think it took me about an hour that day because Noah was potty training at the time. <laughs> and, yes, <it> was. <laughs> and I just had this moment with the Lord. It just, in my heart of hearts, I just began to pray. And I felt for the first time, this shift in me to want to come home and to take care of my kids. I could see that I was going to miss a lot of really precious moments and really that season of when they were little, I, I could just sense like, if I don't slow down right now, I'm going to miss this. And I ended up at my farm table that morning. I call it my farm table epiphany. I opened up to Psalm 37 and actually sort of, I just did that thing where I was kind of desperate and I let my Bible fall open <laughs> to wherever it would yes. fall open. I was like, okay, God, I need to hear from you. Well, it opened to Psalm 37, which 
is a really precious passage to me because actually that was how I came to know Jesus when I was seven is Psalm 37 is because we had this wall plaque in our house. It was very eighties looking. Um, and we each had one for the, the meat, like the meaning of our name. So each family member had yeah. one and mine said, Christy follower of Christ. And it said Psalm 37, five, it was in the King James version commit thyself into the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And so I memorized that. And I just thought it was so sweet of the Lord in that moment to bring me back almost to how I Mm. first came to him, you know, like that, my gospel story with him, like commit your way, Christy, to the Lord. And if you trust him, he'll show you the way to go. And it was like this moment where God just was like, you know, really like in my heart of hearts, just bringing me back home to him as his child. I think that at that time in my life, I had no idea it had happened, but doing things for him and singing for him had become more valued in my life or more important to me than sitting with him and just being with him and enjoying him, which is what I believe we were actually made for. It is the life we actually, we don't know it, but that is what we long for that peace with God that you said. And that's what we all universally long for. And it was like, God was bringing, bringing back to that place. And so I had this moment with him and that's sort of the first couple of chapters in the book. I tell you what he revealed to me that day. And looking back on it, what's so sweet is I've, you know, it took me 15 years to write this book, but I think it was because he wanted me to live this for for this long. You know what I mean? And, and those things he taught me at the table that day began this posture of rest in me. And it all starts with coming back to him as his beloved, just as his kids, as his children and learning what it looks like to live from him rather than for him. And that is what changed everything for me. Yeah. And I think, you know, I could, I could totally relate as a young mom, I was a teen mom. And so then, um, I, prayed for a future husband that would love me and love God. He brought me this wonderful man. And so now I'm, you know, have three kids by the time I'm 22 because, uh, you know, I had them so young, Mm -hmm. but then I'm like, I'm going to serve you, God. You have done amazing things. You brought me this husband. And then mine was, I helped start a crisis pregnancy center. And then I started writing and, you know, I was starting to get stuff published and it is, it does, you know, we're serving God, Mm -hmm. but we're almost like doing stuff for him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we're, we're doing all this for God and serving people, but then we miss him in the middle of it. And I can relate to that Mm -hmm. so much where suddenly it's like, I'm getting, you know, stuff published and applause from this and that, but it still has that emptiness. And God was like, hello, I'm right here. Just spend time with me. And it took me again, like you pulling back and saying, is it about just what I can do for God? I remember, you know, after, even after we adopted kids, we started adopting kids and here again, I'm, I'm serving God. I'm caring for the orphans Mm -hmm. and being so overwhelmed and him saying like, I don't care if you can keep up with the laundry or you're doing all these things, like just be with me. Like I love you just as you are. And I do feel that he's, he led us to adoption, but it wasn't because he wanted me to do anything for him. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to let his love flow through to these kids. And so, so much of it as we're 
like kind of focusing on, and I know you talk about this in the book, the outward, he's like trying to pull us inward. So I'd love for you to share of more of what he taught you through this season. Yes. Well, I love that, what you just said. And it is so important because, you know, we all want to serve God. Like you're saying, like we want to use the gifts and the talents and the things that he's given us. And but I love how Jesus really, he, he modeled this perfectly. He lived from the father, if you think about it, and he served out from that sonship. He, he served, like I talk in the book about, you know, daughtership and sonship and, and being a citizen of, of heaven and a, in a part of the family of God is really how we are able to then, like you said, let his love just pour out from us. It, yeah. it ends up being that, you know, we get filled up and then it's like this well that, that, that spills over. And so for me, I, I love that, you know, that Jesus ultimately, you know, the gospels and just listening to his words and, 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 you know, watching what he did and how he went about living from the father. Um, it inspires me so much as, um, a believer who, you know, once has a heart, you know, to, like you're saying, just to, you know, you wanted to adopt, you wanted to do these things for God, which is all, um, a part of, you know, God's just wiring for you and your, you know, your trajectory of your life that he has called you to. But I love that really how he's created it is it for it to be this spillover. It's supposed to be this, um, you know, place of it. I talk about capacity in the book and, you know, we normally look at capacity as, you know, living to our greatest potential, right? Like you can look at capacity as like what we're able to get done today and crank out and right. oh look, I did all this. And, um, and then you can look at capacity as being something being filled, you know, you could be filled to fullness, uh, what you can contain and, and hold. So I love that the capacity really of God's people and his children, it doesn't always look like, you know, how the world standards measure up like, oh, we got this done or we did this. But I love that it can look like in every season of our lives being filled with who he is so that it spills over onto others. Like you said, just wanting to pour out God's love on these kids you've adopted. And, and that's what it's supposed to look like for us every day as believers living mm -hmm. out from God. I don't remember your original question, but I was just going off of what <laughs> you said about service, because I think that's such a good point. And I don't remember if I answered what you asked. Me. No, you're good. No, what basically I was, it was, what has God taught you during the season? Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so, yes, I wanted to say that this rest I'm talking about, you know, I think with the pandemic and us being quarantined and all that, everybody's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm tired of rest. I'm tired of being home. And is that what this is supposed to look like? And you've alluded to it. It is, it's a soul rest. And so right. what I love is that, you know, it is really this rest that propels us to contend for kingdom things. And, um, there's sort of three sections in this book. And the first part of it is that calling, you know, of the beloved to, to come back to him. Like you were saying, come back to his child and just be with him, enjoy him, live from yeah. him. And then the middle of that is the community of the beloved. And so even that's our family, that's our, um, kids. If you have kids or your spouse or your community group, it's your church. It's, it's even people 
people that God, you might not even know it, that are bringing into the general vicinity of you because God has something that he wants you to pour out, you know, from this place of you being filled up in that calling. And then the last part is the capacity. So I love just that community is in the middle of that. And I think even in this season that we're all in, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure out church. We're trying to figure out moving forward. I know a lot of people have, I know a lot of our friends have lost jobs and they're homeschooling for the very first time. So it's, it's a lot. So I love to think about us living from rest as the people of God and that looking differently than the world and it being that place of serving from being filled up. And so that's probably the main thing that God has been teaching me in in having me live this message, even up until this very moment. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. And I know one of the things you talk about is so many times and you talk about the, I don't know how to say this word, right? The circles, Mm -hmm. the concentric circles. circles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, so many times that outer ring is what we spend all our time busy and and we're trying to, you know, serve here, do this instead of looking at the center of the bullseye. and I remember you talking to Lauren, I think on your podcast years ago, mm-hmm. either you were on hers or she, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I heard you guys talking yes. together on a podcast about this, but I think it is, it was so impactful to me realizing like, oh yeah, I can see myself so many times spinning on that outward mm-hmm. of the, these are the people that really in the long run are going to matter the least, like in terms of relationship, mm-hmm. not that I'm doing anything that isn't purposeful, but the people that are closest are kind of missing out sometimes when I'm just spinning my circle on that outer ring. So please explain it better than that. Oh, no, you did, right now. <laughs> you did great. Yeah. So part of that Psalm 37 moment at that table that day was God brought back this visual that you're talking about from my friend, Lauren Chandler. She had just spoken it to me a couple of months before. And she was like, I was leading worship at something that night and I didn't know her very well. It was the first time we kind of really met that summer. And she was like, you're going to think I'm really strange, but she was like, as you were leading worship tonight, every time I would close my eyes, I would see concentric circles, like a target sign, a bullseye, concentric circles. She was like, and then Philippians two keeps coming to mind. I have no idea. She was like, just pray about it. I don't know. And so that, that day at the table, when the Lord brought me back to my you know, gospel story, as I was saying, he proposed something to me. He said, you know, what if you just hit the bullseye and then I'll take mm. care of all the outer rings of your life and I'll show you my glory. And I knew exactly what he was saying. You know, it's that's the cool thing about when the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Sometimes it's just one phrase or it's just one word or it might be a song or a scripture or a picture of something in your mind. But it's like, you know, it's him when it like resonates. And all of a sudden there's yeah. just this deep understanding of what he's saying. And you're you're right. Like I did the same thing. I immediately was like, I am stuck in the outer rings of my life. I am running ragged. I'm not stopping, you know, and I'm living from this place of, of barrenness really of my soul. Cause I'm not taking care of my soul. I'm not taking care of my family. I'm just out here making sure all this stuff is unfolding the way it's supposed to. And I'm trying to sustain it all and hold it all up. And the Lord was like, but Hey, <laughs> what if you commit your way to me, you trust mm-hmm. also in me. And then here's what I'll do. And this is Psalm, Psalm 37. It says, 
you know, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way. Trust in him. He will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn and the justice of your cause, which I believe is what he's put in us. Um, He's like, I'll uphold that like the noonday sun, like I'll cause it all to unfold. I'll let everyone see it. Um, but you got to trust me to hold it up. Hmm. And so I think this, the sweetest thing has been like, okay, if God really can uphold our cause and, and, you know, when we commit our way to him, if he really is saying, and, and I'll help you. And and here's in fact, what I'll do. I'll make all this stuff shine. Like I'll hold it up for you. Then I'm like, okay, wow. What does that free us then to really pursue? And that's why I love that that community of the beloved is in the middle because that's, that's the next step out of that bullseye. It's not our capacity. It's not us running and doing the things that we're supposed to you know be doing today. It's okay it's first things for first. It's like an ordering of our heart and an ordering of the people we care for. And so I love to think that in, you know, we, we kind of pass through the community of the beloved and that is what I think brings us to the fullness of that outer ring. And then I think it reclaims that outer ring with purpose and intentionality when we're living from the bullseye out. So I call it living from the inside out rather than outside in. We'll get back to our conversation in just a minute. But first, no one should have to walk through crisis alone. Everyone needs a friend to help you heal and find hope again. Sherry Rose Shepard, author of Beyond the White Picket Fence, is that friend. She knows what it's like to have your life torn apart. Beyond the White Picket Fence is a love letter that will help you gain an eternal perspective and provide you with survival skills. Whether you're going through divorce, betrayal, abandonment, job loss, or disease, there is a way to come through it to find an even better, stronger you. Pick up your copy of Beyond the White Picket Fence wherever books are sold. And really, when we are there, like God can accomplish so much more than we can ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, Sorry. you know, when I first started writing books, having book deadlines and my grandma, she's still lives with me. She's 91 now. Um, so, but she's lived with us for 20 years. And I remember being at the store and like, she's taken forever. And I'm so frustrated <laughs> because I have a book deadline. I have important things to do. I have to get home. <laughs> and as I'm sitting there at the end of the Walmart aisle, just waiting for her to show up sometime. <laughs> So we could check out. I felt God saying, this is what it's about. Yeah. Like, it's not just about those words. It's about your grandma and caring for her and loving for her, you know, loving her. And we have a busy house. We have kids. We have, my grandma's here. And people now will say, like, how did you get this book done? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like when we're taking care of the things that he asks us to take care of, the other stuff will will happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even know, like, I don't know how this happened. Like somehow getting up an hour in the morning every day and working on this, it kind of just, it just 
got done instead of us running in circles and running in circles. And it is such a different place when we can like, okay, God, you're going to take care of this. If you're calling me to this and I'm loving these people, like it'll get taken care of. And it does. That's right. Yeah. My brother, I talk about him a lot in the book because he's kind of been like a mentor in my life. And he calls that management. Like it's like mystery versus management. Like Mm. we, we want to, you know, we all have a tendency to just manage things, right? We want to, we cope. We're, we're just getting things done. We're doing the checklist, but stepping into the mystery with God is, is really scary. And we're all like, no, thanks. I I choose management, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but I love it how you're saying, and this is really the key. These are supernatural principles. Um, not like this isn't eerie stuff. This is just like the fact that God is a supernatural being and we are his kids. And so we are actually invited into the supernatural and it's hard for us to understand the supernatural, but what you're saying really is a principle of God that that moment, you know, in the store with your grandmother, it's like, he multiplies those moments somehow. And like you said, and it's like, he will, he will get the things done that you need to get done because you've made that choice to be in that moment. And that's living from the bullseye. It's like, and we don't always, you know, we wrestle with it. We, I always talk about we squirm and we, you know, it's hard for us to um, live in the bullseye. And a lot of times I have to go back to the bullseye several times a day. Um, I got to go back and just talk to God and be like, okay, I, you know, I went straight to the outer ring this morning and, and, you know, forgive me, like I'm coming back home. Here I am again. Um, you know, help teach me to wait on you. And I love, um, Isaiah 41, I believe it is where it's, or it could be the end of 40. They that wait upon the Lord you know, this scripture, Mm -hmm. they shall renew their strength. And that word renew there, I learned when I was writing the book that that actually means, um, they will substitute their strength. Um, it literally means like our strength gets passed through with his, and it's like an exchange. Um, so they that wait upon the Lord, like our strength will get exchanged for his. And so again, that's a supernatural thing that's hard for us to understand. But I love that thought of like, okay, this may not make total sense here that I'm in the store with granny today, but like, and I, and I got to get a book done, but the Lord's like, you, you I got you, you know, you're doing what yeah. I've called you to do right now. I got you. And I'm going to substitute my strength for yours and you're going to be able to get everything done that you need to get done. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And when you just said that, I just totally got goosebumps Mm -hmm. because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like he is replacing my little strength, no strength with his abundant strength. And it does. It's like he can do so much more than we can imagine. And I had one more thing I want to talk about because, um, you know, so many times we think, okay, we're doing what God asks. We are like focusing on the center. We're loving these people close to us and letting him work through us. So everything should go good. (laughs) We should not have any problems. And I just remember that even when we had like big struggles after adoption, I'm like, what in the world? Like you told me to do this. Like, why is this so hard? Or why are we having such a struggle right now? And sometimes we can not understand. And I know you had an experience with some hearing loss Mm -hmm. and where 
it's like, okay, I'm doing what you ask, aren't I? Mm -hmm. Like, why is this happening? And I would just love for you to share because, I mean, everyone in the world right now Mm -hmm. is living the unexpected with the pandemic, with hard things. I've seen so many losses of family members on Facebook. And this is like, why God? And so please share just what God has taught you even through these really hard times Mm -hmm. too. Yes. Well, it's interesting. I talk a lot about in the book, um, Winters of the Soul. And um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's amazing because this book originally was supposed to release in June of 20 and then it was November of 20 and now it's winter 21. And it's like, it's cool even in that, that the Lord knew that this was going to be released in, I think, a winter of the world. You know, we are definitely in one of those seasons. And I opened the book, yes, talking about, um, this was back in, I believe it was 18. It was like the, this time of year, um, in 2018. And I had literally just declared to Nathan, um, I had an agent that he and his wife had been pursuing me and they had listened to the podcast and they were being so sweet and just in, in pursuance. And I was just like, I don't think it's time to write a book. And I'd kind of like kept putting that off, you know, and, but (laughs) but this, you know, beginning of the year, I was like, hit the ground running plans. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get organized. We're going to purge the house. We're going to get rid of all our clutter. I'm going to get my podcast all organized. I'm going to finally say yes to this agent. I'm going to write this book. And I end up in an ENT's office because I had this weird virus happen to me where I got sick. It was just the normal like upper respiratory stuff. And my ears, Mm -hmm. I thought I had a double ear infection. I'm like, my ears are full of fluid and they will not drain. I do not know what's going on. So long story short, I end up, he's literally just drops on me. He's like, you have sudden sensory neural hearing loss. And you know, that's scary news for anyone, yeah. but especially for a singer. I was literally like looking at his mouth moving and I'm like, this cannot be, I started sweating. Like my husband wasn't with me. Cause I just thought, Oh, I just have an ear infection, you know? And so this of course, you know, starts this, um, journey of, and I have such compassion for people who go through, you know, physical things. And it's just, you have to like be your own advocate at first. I had to start calling people like, who do I even get in to see? I need Mm -hmm. a second opinion, all that. But, you know, I talk about it in the book, how a lot of times, I mean, I can, I mean, every time I can look back on every things not going as planned season as a time of rich spiritual growth. And it's sort of like what I was saying earlier about capacity. It really, you know, we, we think of it because that's just our nature. Capacity is what we need to crank out today. But I believe that God looks at capacity of what we're able to receive in every season, Mm. even in painful seasons. And so what I love is that even in this season, I think that as the people of God, even we, we need to like ask the Holy Spirit for eyes to see, ears to hear, like what do you have for us in this season? So if it's not this, if we aren't going on with life as normal, we're not going to events, we're not getting to do tours and concerts. And, um, you may, maybe some people lost their job. Like you said, there's just been so, so much loss, but so it's like, okay, Lord, if it's not that, then what do you have for us? If, if capacity is really about what we can hold and contain and receive. And I love it because it makes every season even the most painful ones, even the weightiest, it can make them the most fruitful and it can make them the most, um, 
a, a time when we are like, I talk about just how I shudder to think what I would have missed if my ears had yeah. been healthy that winter because of what all God taught me in that season, because I just, by his grace had the, the, the wherewithal to be like, okay, God, then what is it? What do you have for me? And I know when I am feeling that weakest and overwhelmed, I usually find myself in my bed under my comforter and praying. I have scripture, you know, mm-hmm. my audible scripture playing. And I'm like, this is where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. But it took all this other stuff to get me here. Yes. And so, yeah. And th- but it is, it's in those moments when we desperately need God that we're so open and you know, I love how you always say, you know, beloved mm-hmm. and we are his beloved. And that's what he just wants us to remember. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes us getting to those weak places where we can fully open ourselves up to him because we have nothing. Yeah. We have nothing. Mm-hmm. We can give nothing. We can do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's so good. Yeah. So what ended up happening with, um, I'm not that far in the book yet. Did you explain more about your hearing loss? (laughs) I do. Um, it, towards the end, I talk about that. Um, yes, like the Lord healed my ears and I tell that story and, um, I still have some ringing in my ears, some, and Mm -hmm. that comes and goes, but, um, I talk about what a miracle actually it it was. I mean, my doctor came out and was like, you need to go home and have a party. He's like, I don't see this ever. So, um, it, it really was, um, miraculous. And so I tell you a little bit about that as well. I can't remember what chapter. It's hard to get way into the book, people, but I'm reading it literally like 30 minutes before. I'm like, okay, where is that part? (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm so thankful. And again, I'm so thankful that um, you, you know, that God gave you the opportunity to put so much of what you share in the podcast into a book, Mm. because I know it's something that I'm already underlining and going back to. And I'll remember like, oh, I remember when she told this story and um, on the podcast. So I really appreciate it. And um, so the the title of the book is The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. And um, I just appreciate it so much. And I appreciate your podcast. And I know a new season is coming out. So I'm super excited about that. Um, But where can people go, Christy? to find information about all of this. Yes. So my website is christyknockles.com. It's a funny last name, N-O-C-K-E-L-S. Um, and then my podcast is called The Glorious and the Mundane. And you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And the book will be available as well, February 16th, wherever you buy books. So wonderful. Well, thank you, Christy, so much for being here today. Thank you for being a blessing to my life and my heart for so many years too. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Okay. Are you encouraged? I am so encouraged. And you can see there's a reason why Christy's podcast is one of my favorite. The truths, the gentleness that she shares are so just a blessing to my soul. Now, I love so many of the things that she said um, that, you know, our highest calling in our life is to be the child of God and everything goes out from there. And so many times, like we talked about, we're 
looking at those outer circle things, the activities, the people we're trying to please, the jobs we're trying to do. And while those are important, when we focus on those, when we're focusing on the outside, our inside gets so hungry and so need of nourishment from God. But when we center ourselves in God, when we focus on Him, the people close to us, and work out from the center, God can do more than we ever ask for or imagine. And I probably every day, at least once, I'll have someone say, how do you get this done? How do you do all these things? I don't understand it. And I'm like, I don't understand it either. Um, And I don't do it perfectly. Let me just say it right there. There are some days I'm off and running and I don't take the time to spend with God. And like she said, it's, you know, coming back again to him. But for the most part, I want that time with God because I need it. I need that time with him. I need to remember that I'm his. I'm loved. He has good plans for me. Even things are when things are hard, he's there for me. And then from there, I look around at the people in my home that I want to love and serve. And then after that, beyond who I can serve through writing, through um, you know, reaching out, through podcasting, all these things, that has to come from the center and come out for things to work well for things to work as God has desired and planned. So the walk it out verse of today is Psalm 37, five through seven, which Chrissy was talking about in the podcast, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will do this. He will make your righteousness reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. And people out there, it seems like they're getting all the success. They're having, you know, easier lives than we do. But in the long run, God will make our way shine. We will shine like the dawn. He will um, take care of all these things as we wait patiently for him. So let me pray for us today. Dear Heavenly Father, first of all, I am so thankful that you desire for us to come to you, that you see us as your beloved, that you do want us to come to you first, and you want to grow in us and flow through us and use us to, yes, impact the world, but First and foremost, you just want that time with us. And um, I know, Lord, forgive me for all the times I race ahead and just try to do the things and I want to please you. And you're saying, come, just come, be still. And what you spoke to Chrissy's heart, which she's just written it so beautifully. um, You have spoken to my heart so many times, Lord. So first of all, I pray and ask you to forgive us for all the times we run ahead. And I thank you for calling us to you. I thank you that you desire to work in us and through us in ways that we can't imagine. And I thank you so many times, Lord, when we put first things first, you first, our family first, the center first, that those other things get taken care of. And sometimes we don't even know how. I pray for each listener. I pray that um, right now they will just have this growing desire to draw close to you in ways they never have before. And maybe they don't even understand what that means. But I know, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is there and available when they turn to you and seek you in prayer and in your word. Lord, I pray for Christy. I pray for her ministry. I pray for um, her music. I thank you for healing her. I pray for her podcast. I pray that um, that it will just grow in a way that'll that'll um, not grow for the sake of just having more people listening or more people reading her books, but that her truth and her wisdom that she shares from her heart will impact more and more people for your glory. 
I pray for each of us today that um, even in our busy lives, our overwhelming lives, our weary lives, that we will draw close to you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, friend, thank you so much again for tuning in to Walk It Out. And I'm so thankful that I get to spend this time with you. And when I sit here before I talk to my guests and record, I always pray that God will use me and use these conversations to impact people. And I would just love to hear if there was something that you were encouraged by, something that inspired you. Um, You could always send a note to me at hello at trishagoyer.com. Hello at trishagoyer.com. I would love to hear for you, from you. And if you have something that you want me to pray about, I would love to do that too. Again, you could just reach me at hello at trishagoyer.com or you can even connect with me on Instagram, send me a private message, which I love that. I love hearing from people and connecting with people. But I appreciate you. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for you tuning in, for you um, just giving me this opportunity to to share these amazing guests with you. I pray that you will have a wonderful and blessed week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time. Parents, you have to hear about this exciting free resource for kids. Have you heard about the Wycliffe Bible Translators? They're an amazing organization that advances the work of the Bible translation so people from all over the world can meet and be transformed by God through His Word. Now, Wycliffe Bible Translators USA has published a brand new adventure book called Katie and Mac and the Tower of Babel. In this adventure, kids can travel with Katie, Mac, and some new friends back to biblical times. There, kids discover when languages first began. Now, Katie Katie is a missionary kid whose parents serve in Bible translation with Wycliffe. Your kids can join Katie and Mac and her pet Macaw on their adventures as they learn about different languages, people, and cultures. Everything from Bible times to the world today. As they travel, Katie and Mac share about God's amazing love for them because no matter where people live or what language they speak, they all need to know that for themselves. Now you can visit wycliffe.org adventure to get your copy of Katie and Mac and the Tower of Babel and check out the other free downloadable activities you can do together as a family. Use the code WALKITOUT, that's walk it out, all one word, to get 25% off your order of Kate and Mac and the Tower of Babel and other products from Wycliffe Bible Translators USA.